0: you <music>
1: brilliant minds and looking at the world around them. How do they 360 themselves and 360 the world? Jamie Neil, the host, asked many questions about their mindset and how they fundamentally operate their world and the world around them. Hey and welcome back to 360 Yourself. We have Dan, the beautiful Dan. How are you doing? <laughs>
0: I'm really good, thank you. How are good.
1: you? Good, very, very good. The sun is shining. I was literally talking to my um, my sister today that I'm very blessed that my garden is south facing, so at the moment um, the sun is always shining on my garden. So we, I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner in my garden the whole day. Um, well
0: you're lucky because in my garden at lunchtime maybe two o'clock we lose the sun but then we are in Margate so I get to go to the beach at that point and go for a walk down there and see the sunshine with the sea so that definitely helps me as well
1: oh that's nice that's nice it must be so nice though being um so I um in or must be so nice to be having having nature around you and and not be in the city because i because i you know i live in the i I live in the city and i was like when this sort of happened i was like i'm definitely not staying in the city i'm going to devon i'm going to be in the countryside and it must be quite nice for you in this situation where you have like this nature and the beaches and that sort of thing
0: yeah, I think that's the the one thing that lockdown has been able to make me do, which is stop and enjoy what I have at home. Because I'm so used to be travelling everywhere, that mm. um, actually being in one place for an elongated period of time has been amazing. But then also that place being by the sea, and um, you know, kind of making the most of just even seeing the tide change every day, and um, you know, taking it. Just seeing our dog run along the beach is just the most beautiful thing, and it and it kind of has helped fill my heart with joy when. Um, you have those bad days during this weird time that we're living in
1: for sure because we've been wanting to try and do this podcast for so long and you travel so much at the, at so much so i remember you went out yeah you know, i one time you to fly out just for a meeting and then come back and all these random like travel things so it's lovely that i actually get a moment with you <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, this is the I mean, absolutely, and I agree, and I, not just you, but my family and my friends have said exactly the same thing, so perhaps i got to learn from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, so what I want, so um, as much as um, I love you and your work, some people uh, who are listening might not know your work, but so tell me about your amazing journey, because you've had such an amazing kind of um, creative uh, experience working in such different uh, areas, and then combining your kind of knowledge with other people's knowledge and then w- forming Black Skull Creative. So tell me, like, go go bef- way before Black Skull Creative and tell everyone kind of how you started and that sort of thing.
0: Oh, you're making me blush. Um, okay, so <laughs> where did we start? Um, I mean, I, I always tell a story about um, when I was 13 and I was stood on stage um, at uh, my school and it wasn't uh, it was a comprehensive school it wasn't anything posh or anything special uh, but it had a great drama to I can remember standing on stage um, and the only option then was to be in shows like all kids are and um, I remember being up there and I thought I really hate being on this stage but the people off stage look way more interesting and there was uh, um, two teachers one of them was obviously directing the show and and then there was another person that was stage managing the show. And I just can really clearly remember. I can even remember, picture what was in my hands at the time on stage. Um, that moment being quite defining. And I thought, oh, that sounds and looks really interesting. Um, and really, that moment has defined um, re- weirdly everything that's come, come and still going on today. So, you know, I, I went to become a, um, a, a theatre stage manager. I trained in theatre stage management and technical theatre at Guildhall which was great, but I quickly realised that the repetitiousness of theatre wasn't really going to suit my personality type. Um, But the exciting thing was I got to work um, on... My first day on TV was the 100th show of SMTV Live um, with Anton Deck and Kat Dealey, and it just changed my world. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's fast-paced. It's forgettable. It's changeable. Nothing is guaranteed. This is so exciting for my brain type. And um, that's what I ended up following. So I completed my degree and i just went straight into tv stage management um and i kind of worked my way through and did lots of different shows working for mainly itv but also bbc and other Um, other companies and channels Um, and that really gave me such an eye-opener because I was working um, not only on the biggest shows in TV but with a whole range of directors. I was meeting bands and music artists and um, the world was just opening up in front of me and I was doing uh, I was getting to work with lots of creative directors and I was just seeing so much stuff and being like a sponge and just learning and asking questions and I suppose that's one thing that that period in my life taught me was that people love to answer questions and actually that's the best way of learning and so i just used to stand in a tv studio watch the director work or watch the cameraman work and if i didn't understand what it was i'd just go over at lunchtime and say hey you got five minutes can i answer can i ask you a couple of questions and i just learned so much stuff So then by the time I got to about 27, I was thinking, oh, I'm actually a little bit kind of getting a little bit bored and a little bit um, complacent in my work now. What else can I do to inspire me? And I thought back to that moment of when I was 13 on stage, and I thought about the other person who was, of course, a director. Um, And so at that point, I decided that I would do music videos because my love for music videos is been out for you know since the day i started i fell in love with pop music um so i turned around to itv and i said come on give me some camera people give me some equipment and let me just go out and find some bands and make films for free and that's what we started doing um which ramped up quite quickly um and suddenly people started to appreciate that i had a creative eye um and that i could work with music in an interesting way and tell stories visually and that kind of led me on to um, the start of the path that I'm on now. Of course, there was a bit in between that where I jumped ship from ITV and I went off on tour with Take That um, as their um, their kind of prop stage manager at the time, and then I gradually worked up to become their art director. Um, but then after that, because I'd been working in stadiums, I got the job as production manager um, on London 2012 which was just all the ceremonies for that were amazing and you know across that i did um i think we created 200,000 props across four shows which is just mind-blowing now i think about it Um, but again that year of my life was amazing and it's where i met my husband i made loads of friends and Mm. it changed everything because as soon as i left there I went to Russia and I did the Winter Olympic Ceremonies. Again, living in Russia as a gay man was a completely eye-opening experience, but again, one that I loved, and so that was incredible. And coming back from there, I just knew that I needed to do something that was really going to put me on the creative map, and that's when I set myself the challenge of becoming a... What I called myself at that point was a creative director. I don't really associate that much with that title now, but, I, but a creative director, and um, I set up black skull creative with three but well, two at that point um other people jay and ross um and uh we thought we'd give a go and five years later we've got a really successful company we've just taken on a fourth business partner and we get to make shows for amazing people so it's been a really amazing journey but um yeah it's been great there you go
1: in yeah a nutshell. and 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 to, to everyone how how did the name black skull creative come about
0: well, um, funny story. Uh, I uh, w- before we went to Russia, um, my account. I rang my accountant and I said, "Oh, I've been asked to go to Russia and I've got to go within a week." Um, and it's all mental. And um, he said, "Well, you should set a company up before you go because if you're working out there, tax reasons are different and blah blah blah." Have a company in the UK. What what do you want to call it? But I need you to get. I need to get this. Um, form in the post right now so i need a name i was like, oh my god what do we call it and i um, have i'm obsessed with the color black if you've ever seen a picture of me i'm always wearing it um and there was also a skull um on my uh shelf and i was stood there looking chatting to my accountant and i was like let's call it um black skull um and that's where and the name stuck and um uh, it's just never left, and and it kind of has worked out well, you know. Um, it it proves that it can be a good identifier as a brand, which is nice. Um, we can drop the creative off, and it can be people have uh, we we always knew that people would start stop calling us Black Skull Creative and just call us Black Skull, and that's what we get called all the time now. Um, and even where I, most of our artists that we work with just refer to us as the skulls and where are the boys where are the skulls when they're asking for us so here we are black skull
1: creative it's such a brilliant kind of like brand image as well but it's amazing how i don't the law of attraction the universe how like randomly you just decided black and skull and then suddenly it becomes such a like a big brand it becomes something so identical that you can like you can put it on your the the actually put the the crest of the the skull on a, a mood board and people just get who the brand is and get who the people are and it's amazing that it just came up from like a really spontaneous idea
0: well um, yeah and and there was i mean there was it was spontaneous there's obviously um you know i knew that we could change it at any point but um every time we've looked at ourselves and we have wondered whether we were making the right decision it always felt like it was the right thing and, and you're absolutely right you can um get it down to a symbol and we own the skull as a as copyright we've created our own so it's for our very our very own skull we have it you know we've got that um obviously on all our merch and um you're right you don't necessarily need to have a name there for people to identify with it which is exciting and the irony is though if you actually look at our primary um branding um the skull is actually white so it's actually on a black background very like that always amuses me because the actual branding is wrong but there we go
1: (laughs) If you don't know if you go in it now you know
0: (laughs) yeah now you know
1: so so with so with all your kind of traveling in and all that sort of thing and 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 your and also your partner as well is also traveling with you at the moment. And you having to have uh downtime at this moment. And I, I speak to a lot of creators at this moment, and they are they're like tearing their hair out, some of them, because of like it's so difficult not to be constantly creating and constantly thinking, but also it's lovely to have this downtime. And I know that from um, your social media that you're really into reading and books. And so how does that how how do you find kind of your downtime and how do you connect to other things in your life when you're not thinking about work and that sort of thing?
0: Well, I think it has been quite an amazing eye-opening experience because people, like you say, have dealt with it in different ways. Um, I've, uh, I have love being busy, and I love being busy, especially when it's with work, because work doesn't feel like work for me. But obviously it has been amazing having some, some switch-off time. And like you say, I'm obsessed with reading. I absolutely love um, novels and stories, and um, therefore, you know, of course I've spent less time reading less weirdly less time reading during lockdown than i would on a holiday because normally if i was on a week's holiday i would get through about a book a day but uh, there's been other things going on in my mind and and stuff so definitely um Uh, reading but then also I think the lockdown has been an interesting one because it's made us kind of work out how we can express ourselves um, differently Um, and so you know the way I express myself normally would be through creating live shows and and environments and obviously that's not really relevant right now um, but still wanting to kind of scratch that creative itch so I've been doing a few courses and other stuff but I obviously have been spending a lot of time trying to connect with friends and people and make sure everyone's okay and one of the people I randomly started chatting to and who I haven't chatted to in about 20 years was a friend Dan um, from um, school um, he runs uh, an arts collective that's all about bringing social awareness through the arts and we've got chatting about ideas and again creative ways of expressing ourselves we came up with a, um, a new project called The World From My Window um, which is largely born out of how we can process this this time um and this strangeness that we're living in through creative writing and um we kind of thought of it as an idea and now it's become a right old big thing um we've got a full brand we've got a full website we've got full pr behind it we've got a lot of um kind of backing and there's stories pouring in from around the globe from all these people that are trying to use our platform to deal with this kind of isolation and connect with other people and it's just the most amazing thing and i get teary every day when i read all these stories that have come in and and people are just really laying their hearts bare and working out how they fit into the world right now so for me actually um creatively i've got to tap into creative writing through other people and myself um, which is fulfilling the big circle of books that I read and it's just been an amazing time so yeah. yeah I guess that's that's my answer for you just work out in working in different ways of being creative
1: yeah for sure and and and, and because of your I thought I, I also find this because I because I'm a, my head is always thinking and I'm always like and it's always that it's always that saying like if you are listening to music the, the theory is that you aren't actually thinking about the, your subconscious thoughts that you're being manipulated by the music to think a certain way, and it also kind of relates into your work lifestyle. If you're constantly always busy, you never get time to think. Are you are the moments that you're having now that you are reflecting in, on like um, your own personal kind of struggles and the awareness of like oneself. More so now than when you are always kind of go 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 in your work life, and your mind is always kind of racing,
0: yeah, I mean, I think it does give you um time to have a breather and time to um evaluate, I guess, because we don't often get that because, like you say, we're often um jumping from one thing to the next, and just almost um getting through a day is always a win for us because it's always so busy, but, <laughs> yeah um. Uh, Yeah, I I think so. I think um, for me, the biggest thing that I've learned is actually reconnecting with things that I've neglected. So assuming for me, I've always assumed, you know, that my family are fine, will be there um, and are going to support me all the way. And of course, that's what they are. But actually, it's so nice to be able to spend time with my family um, and making sure that I'm, you know, I, I kind of understanding where they're at because they always assume that I'm so busy that they can't bother me with the small things that are actually intrinsic to what makes a family tick. Yeah, for sure. That's been a real eye-opener and I've absolutely um, learned a lot of things um, through this process just by having the time to, you know, connect with my family, and that's been really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, how I, you know, has it made me evaluate um, how I work? Um, I'm not, yes and no, like, you know, um, I'm kind of happy with the way I work, and I, and I, and I love it. So mm. there's, I don't feel like there's any big stress with that. Um, and in terms of me personally, um, you know, yes, there's a definite bigger greater understanding of, you um, uh, of things, and actually not just um, making me realise that I need to change things but making me um, feel more um, strong almost about some of my choices that I've made that I might have made quickly but now uh, I'm definitely sure of so yeah
1: Yeah it's fascinating how like where in the moment you, you have these sort of like quick decisions but you're also you're relying on your gut and your experience in those moments where you have to make decisive decisions but at, upon these this moment where there's a bit of a quietness, you can actually reflect on the decision that you made and go, actually, that was a really, really strong decision, but you actually haven't had time to, to think about it. But now you actually have a time no, to think. And
0: I, and I'm exactly. But I'm also, I think, what it kind of taught me is that you've you just got to trust your gut quite often. Mm. You know, more often than not, first ideas are the best and um, you just got to go with it. And actually, because... Um, Uh, we are so busy and because we we don't have a lot of time to consider things actually we we've got really good at just not pondering and just being quite decisive Um, but also the cut that with that there's a big strength that comes with that because what the reason you can be so decisive is the fact that you can think to yourself okay well what's the worst can happen and if i if if the worst happens am i strong enough and am i am i in a position to be able to get myself out of that hole and if you are and you feel like you have that strength of character then all that backing from whoever it is or whatever that scenario is then that allows you to just be be decisive and become a strong leader and i think that's what it's taught me that actually i don't need lots of time to ponder things and i'm not a, you know i worry all the time of course but i can get by By actually just being decisive and just knowing that I feel strong enough to get myself through any situation that comes up out of
1: it. Yeah. And so and so so when you're deciding all these amazing um, decisions and you are creating constantly from the briefs because you're reacting so fast, you must have a bank of kind of creative uh, influences like pictures or videos or that sort of thing or you've seen things all the time what, how do you get your inspiration and in, in, in your day-to-day life if you're walking your dog or if you're going to a gallery how do you get the kind of influences to be able to react to the to the quick responses that you're delivering
0: i think um I think you've got to take a step back before you kind of go into inspiration. You almost have to have your process mm. um, because I think when you're, what you realise when you do all these shows, um, and all uh, actually, no matter what your kind of end product is, the process that you're going through is actually all pretty similar most of the time. So we, I think, between me and the the rest of the Black Skull team we've honed a process that works really well for us and we know where we're going on that journey so if we need to do that in a short space of time that process is robust enough for us to get through it and get those answers out quickly to clients but if we've got more time great we can do loads more research and we can elongate elongate those bits of the process that that we can put more time into Mm -hmm. and that varies depending on the project um you know i think in terms of then where the inspiration comes from yeah of course we've got a big knowledge but um i certainly with time and lack of time means that i definitely miss things but i think that's what the beauty of working in a team is and when we we're setting up the company someone said to me don't go in and do this on your own make sure that you're that you have um strong collaborators because by being in a team you're never on your own and you've always got someone to spark off and that's what we do at black skull the first thing that we do when we get a brief is get together, whether it has to be on a phone call or now probably a Zoom or, um, assisting hopefully in our, um, in our studio in Shoreditch and just working through the ideas, splitting out the brief, um, and seeing what inspires us. And, And normally, um, that process of, um, of working it through and bouncing off each other is where the inspiration comes from because if I've got a reference or if I don't have a reference undoubtedly someone else in the team will have a reference mm. and um, even if um, someone else brings a different reference to the table what's really great about being part of the team is that we can challenge each other and actually the part of getting to that the nugget of the idea the quickest is because we are in a, um, a very close um, And we have a close understanding of each other, so we can challenge each other. And sometimes we have blazing rows about ideas in the office, but we can literally blow up, explode. And when we do that, we work out exactly what matters to us in that idea, and it all gets resolved within five minutes. And Suddenly, there it is laid out for us, and we've just got to work through it. So I think using each other to inspire inspire ourselves is definitely the best, where we start. It's always where we start.
1: That's good, and uh, I I think echoing on from what you're saying about having the community, having your team, your rock that you can always kind of support on one another, whether it is bashing out an idea and living the kind of highs, but also the lows of the business, and also it being a creative. How do you, because because obviously because obviously you are, um, you're 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 always on the go all the time, and you're always delivering such quick things, and obviously you as a team you are united. Do you obviously you must get some anxiety now and then because obviously the pressure of of these big clients, but also sometimes lack of sleep because you're always working as a team. You can also support each other. How do you how do you personally deal with sometimes the anxiety of the kind of pressure of like your work life but also your personal life and stuff? Oh, I mean, I live in – I have a
0: massive inferiority complex about – and I think that's what makes me tick. I think, um, you know, all of the best um, people um, that are – striving to be the best of themselves whether whatever industry you're in i think if you actually get into the heart of them and they're willing to peel back a few layers of the onion skin they'll you'll find that actually we're all living in this constant state of um oh shit i'm just not good enough and actually (laughs) yeah and and it's fine and actually as soon as you acknowledge that and you and you acknowledge the fact that um you're the reason that you feel like that is because you just want to keep being better yeah. and i think um for me an idea is never good enough and i can and i and, and, and uh, what we've done is never where i hoped it might be Uh you know this, I'm always questioning us i'm always questioning ourselves sorry myself um and um, I always feel... I, I just feel like I'm waiting to be found out. Like, at some point, someone is going to be like, oh, yeah, he's talking shit again. <laughs> and I yeah. have been talking shit for the last 10 years. Um, and that's fine. You know, I, I think the beauty of that is that it just makes you want to be, do your best. And therefore, probably, that's what makes... Um, you know that's what brings about levels of success, I guess, because you're always constantly questioning yourself. I think the worst thing that you can possibly do is go, "Oh yeah, I'm just amazing, and I'm going to sit back on my laurels because I'm so bloody brilliant." And as soon as you think that, then I think you just need to stop because if you believe in yourself that much, then ultimately you're just going to come a cropper at some point.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think I I, I can totally relate to the kind of being found out i'm always always in constant kind of anxiety uh, of my work when i'm working because i'm like you want it to be so brilliant and you want to keep evolving every day and, and this is why for me like these sort of like podcasts are so helpful for me because it's also learning how everyone else is pretty much the same as me who are very who are obtained yeah, to be successful.
0: And people, people, I think there's a new age where um, with all the lovely chat about um, mental health and anxiety and all these kind of new terms that are now very popular in our kind of modern culture, I think they brought about this really great um, uh, period where now... Everyone is okay with being fallible, like you're o- it's okay to not be okay, yeah. Um, whereas in the past, I think, I mean, and I say not too distant past either, the people w- just felt like they have to have had their barriers up the whole time and just be like, Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fine, I'm absolutely fine. I was definitely guilty of that, but actually, do you know, it's okay to fail sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there is a million leadership stories of like Richard Branson going bankrupt because you know that, but then it means. That he's striving to be the best and all those things that people have heard a million times. But the fact is, people do fail, and I think the way that you the way that you fail is the thing that matters. It's yes, I failed, but how can I learn from it? Yes, I failed. How can I um, evaluate that and make sure that it doesn't happen again? Or if it is going to happen again, um, how I can deal with it in a better way? You know, and yeah. I think and, my, and I think we all live in anxiety but it's how you can make sure that the anxiety doesn't get the better of you
1: exactly exactly um, there's a really and, good
0: and it's, it's it's a tightrope it's, it's it's you're literally walking a tightrope most of the time um and the way and ross my husband who also owns black skull creative with, with jay and i um his big thing and and he's told me this um both as a as a business partner and also um my other half um personally and emotionally is that he just asks himself, what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Because if you go into a scenario um, and you know that the worst thing that can happen is you don't get the job or the worst thing that can happen is they scream in your face, then if you can deal with that before you go in, then it's not scary anymore.
1: Exactly, exactly. Literally,
0: we ask, I have to ask myself that most days. What mm. is the worst that can actually happen? Yeah. And then you know.
1: Yeah, there's there's a there's a really good book called Fail 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 Better, um, really good self help book, and it basically talks about the same thing. about failing is really good, but actually, how do we resolve the failing and actually make it better next time that we fail? And it just accepts failure because it's going to happen, and that's how we grow as people. Um, what I what, what I want to finish off with is is um, what I always do with um my guests is a really um profound or amazing quote that you've you've lived by or that you that you've remembered that from your childhood or whenever that kind of that you always remember um is there a quote that you would suggest to people to to remember <laughs>
0: can i go for two
1: you can definitely go two two is better yeah because
0: i knew this was coming so i had this quote prepared but then you said childhood and it sparks another one so good let me go for the the one that um i had prepared already uh-huh. which kind of sums up everything that i kind of get by in life which is um it's not profound but if you want something doing ask a busy person um and i for me that i'm a great believer in that um for me if i am not busy i will just let things fester and i'll be like oh i can just do that later, but if I am busy and I'm working to my maximum output I know that if you put it on my list it's going to get done and I love a list so <laughs> for me ask me to do something when I'm at my busiest and I will do it to the best of my ability and I will do it quickly so I love that quote um, yeah. personally but then the one from the childhood that you just sparked um, is what I've got tattooed on my arm and I and I had this tattoo done um, in 2011 as I started the Olympics um, and um, I've lived my life by it, um, and, but I often forget that it's there because I just, you know, sometimes it matters and sometimes it's just living with me and I never think. About
1: I love, it. I love how when when I, I ask you for a quote and you didn't assume the one on the, the one that's written on your arm. <laughs>
0: I know, but it is so part of me now. And actually, funny enough, there have been times during this. Lockdown, where you have those dark days, and it's really become important to me. But I forget that it's there, and at some point, someone has said, or I've realised it, or whatever. And I'm there. Just take a look at what it says on your arm. So what it says on my arm is, "What will be, will be." And I know that for many people, that might be cheesy because it's the whole case or for, us for us, I think. But my mum has said that to me since I was tiny, and I know that my grandma said that to my mum, and I know that it came from a generation before that as well, and that's been passed down my family and for me to live my life by what will be will be is quite um helpful for all the anxiety and all that stuff because the reality is if you just sign yourself over to the universe and you just trust that it's going to work its way out whether that's good bad ugly indifferent whatever it is it will just be and because of that you can just be and go for the ride so there
1: I, you go i totally agree i have this i have a similar quote on my my hand and it has it's, it's basically it's two uh, waves and it basically just means go with the flow and it's exactly the same sort of concept of just literally let yourself go to the universe and go with the flow because that's all you can do you can only what we can only what we can only do is actually respond um via our reactions we can't control anyone else's reactions we can only respond to how we interpret or how we respond to what's been presented so you just got to go with the flow and and what will be will be and, and go with it
0: precisely so um you know and that is how the whole of the UK is living at the moment we're locked at we're just at the mercy of this uh weird scenario we're in and we just got to go with the flow right
1: exactly that well I want to say thank you so much because I think it's been so insightful to talk to talk to you about you as um as a as a creative but you as a person as well and I know a lot of people will be really inspired with what you've said today so thank you so much for your time
0: absolute pleasure and if you're struggling you or anyone that's listening to this is struggling with this scenario that we're living in check out uh the website um www.theworldfrommywindow.com um so that you can really just get into processing those feelings so you're not stressed
1: of course of course well thank you so much for, for coming on today thank you so much
0: absolute pleasure thanks so much jamie bye take care
1: This is 360 Yourself and I'm Jamie Neal. Thank you very much for taking a moment to listen to our wonderful guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our brilliant guest episodes. They are released every Sunday at 12pm. We are available on all listening platforms. Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and Castro. You can also find us on Instagram at 360 underscore yourself, Twitter at yourself360 and our host at Jamie Neal JN thank you for listening